0: Okay, I'm not restarting this. I have restarted like four times, (laughs) not knowing whether to say good morning, good afternoon. I don't even use those terms. And I also don't know what time you're listening to this. But what I am sure of is with everything that is going on globally, we all need like a good rich dose of peace. Hope, calmness, somebody to tell us that everything is going to be all right, even though we don't really have that assurance. I don't know about you, but there's like an overwhelming feeling of helplessness that comes in. And yes, you can do what as an individual you're advised to do, but then you feel like surely... How can I how can I make it stop, right? Or how can I if you watch the news and whichever country you're in, the government does some suspect things, you're like how how do I change that? And do I even have the energy to change that? It's just whew, it's a lot. And I'm sure you identify with that. It's also a very important time, crucial time for you and I to really take care of our mental well-being. So a little later in this episode, yes, there's an 100 African story, but I did also get a friend of mine who's a clinical psychologist to come on this episode and share a few tips with us on how we can take care of our mental well-being. And what I love is she even gives some resources and hotlines that you can call for those who are in Kenya, and speak to a professional who will be able to help. I have spent one week indoors. (laughs) And I have to say it's so crazy because on one of the days I called my friend Vanessa and I was telling her, I feel so much lighter that I'm wondering if traffic and interacting with human beings during meetings is actually something that is bad for me, like has a negative effect. I don't know why I feel a, a bit lighter And we had a good laugh about it. But it is a privilege to be able to work from home. There are jobs that are so essential that you cannot work from home. There are people who earn from their jobs on a daily basis. So (laughs) not going to work means no money, which means no food. And so working from home is not even an option for them. So I've been working from home for... Since last year, to be quite frank, even when I had my formal job, it was a breakfast show. So I was at work from like 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. to about 12 noon, 1 p.m. And then I would come home and work from home on my other projects. Yeah, so in that respect, I was working from home for a minute. But officially working from home was from last year, June. So I'm kind of already I know my routines. I've shared this on episodes Before, I use an app called Fabulous to be able to stick to a routine, wake up at 7.30. The first thing that it tells me to do is drink water because if not, I'll forget and I don't drink enough water to begin with. And then it tells me to exercise, make the bed, go shower. So like literally it tells me everything. And I found the routine is good not only for like efficiency, but it's something that my therapist always says is good for even your mental health to have and work within an actual routine and stick to it as much as possible. The part that I'm having a problem with now is my sleep patterns because the Fabulous app tells me I want to get eight hours of sleep every night. So it calculates what time I need to sleep if I'm to be up at 7 30 a.m and still get eight hours of sleep so it will send me like a, a, a reminder like time to log off and I just like close that notification and I keep watching the movie or whatever so I'm still trying to work on that because like sleep is so important but I use an app called fabulous so you can check it out maybe it'll work for you And so this week, I've managed to do a lot of work on my website. I have shifted from working in my home office stroke studio to my balcony. I don't even have any balcony furniture. I just have like fake grass on the bottom. It's a tiny balcony. And I was saving to get the actual furniture that I want. But this past week, I've just been sitting out there on a duvet with my coffee and my laptop. I was like, hang on, do I really need that furniture? So (laughs) I've ghosted my fundi who's meant to be making the furniture for me because I'm like, hang on, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I need that. But that's been really good because I've just been people watching, working on my website, working on promotional material for Legally Clueless, which I'm so excited about. I can't wait for you guys to see it. And I had a few students because, you know, I have a legally clueless residency at USIU, which is a university here in Nairobi, and teaching some of the media students how to start their own podcast. So some of them actually checked in too, checked in remotely and had a few questions on podcasting. So that was so cool. I had like my first new age, millennial, tech savvy lecturer experience. (laughs) I also put up a video on my Instagram TV about the first day I started this podcast. You can check it out. My Instagram is Adele Onyango. And I'd always had... Obviously, I have my phones and I have a camera. I I have a light. I have a tripod. So I had everything to actually start recording video. Then my friend had told me, because he's a videographer and he's in film he had told me what software would be easiest for me to use to cut up my video. But I had never started recording video for myself. I'd always, I think, Loki wanted to, but this is how I know. Okay, one thing I know about myself is like words really affect me. So words that people say to me, especially people who are in like my circle of influence, I have to spend a longer amount of time If they say something that influences me negatively, I have to spend a longer amount of time trying to like decode that so that it doesn't affect me. But back to the video thing. So I had a management team, someone who was on the team. I I stopped working with them at the beginning of the year. And somebody who was on that team would always say these comments about people who make video content. I think it subconsciously influenced my decision To stay away from video. Oh my god. I don't want to say this because it just sounds so lame. But I I think to some extent I didn't want to let that person down. And so I stayed away from video. Even though I knew that I had everything that I needed to start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Like you have to be careful and screen. (laughs) I know in this time we're hearing that word a lot, but yo, screen the people who are in your circle of influence because their fears can get projected on you. Their definitions that they made from influences that have nothing to do with you can end up influencing you and stopping you from doing something that you wanted to do. It's so weird right it's so so weird but i was just decoding it while i was editing the video i was like why haven't i ever done this like really why anyway back to one week at home i've also been listening to a lot of music and i realized how impactful and influential music is in my life and so i'm hoping that going forward on legally clueless i'll just share like one song every episode that I'm really digging or is very calming to me or is very (laughs) peace-inducing for that week. And I can share that with you. So for this episode, this week, I've been listening to Janelle Monae's Say You'll Go. I'll put the link to the song in the description of this episode. I don't know. That song is just so calming. I remember the first time I heard it, I didn't understand some things in the lyrics. And this is how I knew I loved the song. Imagine I went and Googled what she was referencing. Not like completely understood it. And then I started listening to the beat. And I'm like, oh my god, the way everything just syncs to each other. It feels so good. I don't know if you have such an intimate <laughs> uh, relationship with music. But I clearly do. But check out the song. I put a link in the description. Say You'll Go by Janelle Monet, who I absolutely love. One of my highlights in my life was getting to watch her live on stage when I went to the States for the first time in 2018. I don't know, I just find a lot of her music speaks to me. But check out that song. Let me know what you think. And speaking of, you know, being solo this week, I mentioned that Wangoi, who is a clinical psychologist, is on this episode so we're gonna get right into how she's sharing a few tips that you can use to take care of your mental well-being during this very hectic time
1: hello everyone my name is Wangoi Wanjiro. I am a therapist I would like to share just a few tips on how one can stay calm and maintain their mental health well-being during this time and by this time, I mean during social distancing, during these times where there's a lot of uncertainty on when is this is going to end in, in terms of the social distancing itself, working from home and the virus. I think that's the what needs to end first before everything else can end. So, and there's a lot of uncertainty about that globally, not just here in Kenya. So, And with that comes a lot of just uncertainty within ourselves, a lot of anxiety. With the social distancing, definitely there are issues that come out of it, mental health issues that come out of it. There are some of us who are alone. There's also the issues of um, depression coming up. There's a lot of these issues of substance use coming up. So I would like to share a few tips on how to just maintain your well-being your mental health well-being during this time number one i would say block news notifications Filter out where you get your information from try to choose credible sources like the world health organization going to government websites based websites on social media instead of just getting retweets or Just Facebook posts from anyone. Don't spend a lot of time watching news channels. Limit the amount of time that you're watching that because there's nothing else they're going to be talking about apart from COVID. Limit that. Also, you can mute or even leave groups where that is all that is being discussed, especially on WhatsApp. There's a lot of forwards and a lot of ones that are crazy even about the virus, you know, the ones we get from our aunties, The ones that you can tell really this person didn't even read the content of this forward is they just sent it. I would suggest really trying to filter out and curate what you watch, listen to, and even read. You have a choice in doing that, so do it. You can also ask people who keep text sending you, you know, crazy stuff or even jokes. Even on WhatsApp status, you see people posting jokes about covid but if those are triggering to you don't view those people's statuses or ask the person that is constantly sending you information on covid not to do it the next thing is to acknowledge what you can and can't control for example the people posting their status that you can't control but you can control whether you view that status or not also in terms of your you know safety measures that you can take do your part keep busy and maintain a routine Uh, i know it's very easy right now uh as we are working from home to sort of fall out of our schedules and routine and schedules are really they're really paramount in maintaining mental health well-being even though most of them you know it sounds boring routine seems like you know robotic but they're very good in sort of maintaining calmness in your mind so do create your own routine i'm not saying you wake up the same time you would wake up to go to work but have a routine that when i wake up usually fast i do you know literally speaking like maintain a routine that if you're in boarding school not waking up at the same time no (laughs) but if you're in boarding school you wouldn't go to class and your bed is not done so you know there are things that you wouldn't be out somewhere and you haven't showered for i don't know how many days so just A routine that encompasses all of your well well well-being in terms of uh, physical well-being if you don't go to work without taking a shower don't start working without taking a shower shift the space especially it's very tempting to spend the whole week in bed working from bed watching Netflix from bed, just being in bed the whole time. But do make changes. Give your body some signs to know that it's morning. Obviously, eat well. I know there's a lot of eating happening, but make sure you're eating healthy. Put in some some time for just you, you time. Usually, we do this at work. You know, when it's lunchtime. Most of us, we walk away, and we just go. Even if it's eating while on our phone, do that. Don't be tempted to be overly productive because there is no that time for travel. Don't be tempted. To take breaks. The next thing, obviously, take care of your emotional well-being. Do reach out to people because with social distancing, a lot of us will end up isolated, or even we are li- we are with people but we are isolated from the people we would rather be with. So do keep in touch with people the other thing is practice a lot of mindfulness and grounding exercises as well as just simple breathing exercises engage in hobbies that you enjoy whether it's reading a book baking literally even just sitting on your balcony actually when is the last time you did that whatever you enjoy doing do schedule it because this is your schedule that you're creating this is not a schedule that's being created by hr so you have the opportunity to do it as you would like to do it as long as things are getting done on time don't keep the worries to yourself a fast journal journaling is a key part in sort of getting whatever is inside of you out write it out speak to someone that you trust whether it's a loved one your therapist friends i think you need to know that you're not going through it alone there are a lot of people who are sharing your worries right now so The more you speak about it the more you'll find that this is not personal this is not your anxiety this is not your issue to worry about this is a global issue there are also a lot of online forums right now on this issue itself the issue of for example depression during covid there's issue of anxiety dealing with substance use alcoholism during uh, covid there's a lot of those forums and even forums on like living with your parents during covid there's forums on everything uh, especially on reddit so get on there see what people are talking about contribute start your own you don't have to be start your own as in start your own forum but you can start your own conversation on those forums people don't generally care who is starting but there's a lot of contribution and a lot of empathic engagement that is happening the next thing is Please note that your feelings, like I said, this is not a you thing. This is just a global issue. So you have to sort of educate your mind. Let it know that, yes, your feelings, they're coming up, you're scared. But you have to let it know that this is not a me issue. You have to sort of correct your feelings and your thoughts. Make sure to sort of do some restructuring of them. Uh, Yes, they are true, but they may not be correct. Your mind doesn't actually know what is going on in reality. So let your mind know when those thoughts come up. Let your mind know what the reality is before it produces, you know, feelings that are definitely going to affect your soul. Do sort of mother what gets into your inner child. And by mothering what goes into your inner child, I mean you have the opportunity to sort of challenge your thoughts. And by challenging your thoughts, you... Make a difference on what goes to your soul. And by doing that, that is your soul is your inner child. So that actually prevents a lot of um anxiety. You know that your soul is where the worries come from. If you're able to sort of restructure your thoughts, whatever worries, they are not just falling on onto your soul. There is information that is being put into them. Do some fact checking on your mem on your thoughts and your feelings before you let them, affect you the next thing if you're alone at this time try to maintain social contact with those that are close to you set time actually for social contact and if you're in situations that are triggering uh, for example you're living with people right now who are triggering to you uh try to limit the amount of time that you're actually in the same room with them or even watch out for moments where you're just being drawn into conversations that will end up in tears literally just walk away it may feel like you know your skin is going to peel off but just walk away or just assertively tell them that you would like them to not engage in that conversation or that they maintain boundaries lastly like i said eat well take your meds sleep well uh, sleep is very key in maintaining your health during this time so do sleep well i know it's very tempting to just sleep at 4 a.m there's enough to watch avoid going into that because if you affect your sleep cycle you affect when you take your medication your sleep cycle is key in maintaining even your mood So make sure that is not too drastically shifted. Then last, last thing, sorry, Uh, if you're working towards sobriety at this time, make sure that you maintain the same rules that you had for yourself. You maintain the same behaviors that you took up, that you were practicing before this thing happened. It's very tempting to just, because there's a lot of time, so it's very tempting to just go back into using whatever substance it is that you're trying to gain sobriety from remember why you did it if it gets to a point where you feel completely that you're going to do it first reach out to someone that is supportive of your journey before doing it and even if it happens still do reach out to someone and even if it happens the next day is a fresh new day that you can start over again if anyone Around you, or if you yourself experiences thoughts of suicide, you can always reach out to your therapist, your doctor, if you have one, the healthcare facility that you go to, or even hotlines like Befrienders Kenya has one. The number is 0736-542304 and then there's another hotline which is zero 08- eight zero zero seven two three two five three i hope the tips were helpful obviously i am sure there are other things that you do because you know yourself best so i'm sure there are other things that you do that work for you whatever is working for you do it chamuhimu is that we come out of this healthy i'm
0: so thankful Wangoi uh, agreed to be on this episode and shared those amazing tips i know what i did immediately the corona cases in kenya were announced I left certain WhatsApp groups that were just too much noise, panic, people who are not doctors all of a sudden deciding they're doctors like it was just too noisy. I didn't even explain why I left them. I just up and left. I truly believe in routines, sticking to them and create a realistic routine as well uh, so that you don't end up disappointing yourself because you couldn't stick to the routine When really you created a routine that you were never going to be able to stick to in in the first place. I've said this before, breathing exercises work wonders for me, especially when I have my anxiety. I have used some grounding exercises, I think only once when I was like at the beginning of a panic attack. It didn't really work at that time because so much was happening, but these are exercises that do work. And if you do feel like you're in a space that you need to talk to someone, please call the numbers that Wangui shared. But I do have an 100 African story for you in this episode. I was fortunate to be able to record Noah, who... Is from Baringo in Kenya, a place called Eldama Ravine, and he shares a story of being in class four, drinking Busa and Changa, losing a friend to those local brews. Okay, I'm giving away too much from his story. Just listen to it.
2: 100 African stories.
1: There is no proper life that you live in university as a musician. If I constantly just walked around feeling sorry for myself, I'm never going to get anything done. Uh, there was a bit of frustration in between all of that. I've been breaking my
0: back for this company. Therapy is not for the weak or for the crazy.
1: Stories
2: from Africa. Uh, I'm Molimi Kimboy, or call me Noah Kimboy. I'm from Baringo County, place known as El Ravine. I will start from my school life. I, grow, I grew up. I was not raised up. I went to Nasser school when I was 11 years. Can you imagine 11 years? My father and my mother got separated and I was to go with my, my mom. My father had three wives, one of which is known and others are not known. We went to our uncle's place or our grandpa's place. We stayed there and we used to go to school I went to school when I was 11, and the place where the school was located was 11 kilometers. It is unfortunately, I was 11, and going to 11 kilometers from the place I was there. Hilly mountains you pass through, and then there were snakes on the road. Every day, at around 12 or 1 to 1, when the sun is so uh, hot, uh, you may find snakes. Afternoon classes was not there because of the, the sun, Scotchy sun. Mm-hmm. When I was in standard four, we used to take busa, this busa and ugali. You know oh, busa? Okay. Busa is a local, local what? Drink which you, this alcohol. So we used to take busa and ugali. Even when I'm in class, I'm drunk. Yes, My English teacher, who was called Pauling, realized that I was drunk. And I used to... Uh until class seven. I used to take with my friend. When I was in class seven I went back to my my father's place and when I was there because I used to take Busa. So I used to sneak out from the school to take Busa and come back to wow. class. I I made some friends and we used to go out together. So and now the school which I, I transferred it was so strict that if you miss one lesson, you will go and call your parent. Mm. And my 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 father was so strict; mm. he was dis- disciplinarian. Mm. One day we sneak and take busa, and there was even changa. Changa is a, a local one. Mm. So we used to take changa and busa. So we were drunk. Our English teacher realized that as we were drunk, and we we used to take with uh, onions. You know this green onion, so that it can, the smell cannot be ah, noticed, yeah.
0: So explain that to me, he used to drink the busa, uh, eat the onion, or the uh, onion is in the busa? No,
2: eat the onion, so okay. that it can it can dilute the, the smell. Someone cannot realize easily. So uh, now, because she realized that we were d- drunk, yes. she called deputy, uh, deputy a teacher. He told us, where did you go to take this? And we we told him. And I'm sorry to say this because one of my friends, whom we used to take busa, together is now arrested because of continuous taking of alcohol. He, he took a lot of alcohol, so he died because of changa. I was uh, around 14 years. Mm. I was around 14 years, 15, yeah. that time. When I was in class 8, I repeated Class 8 because the first time I attempted for my KCP, I was drunk. And the second time now, I got reform. Yes, I went, I went back to church. Then the pastor was calling for salvation. Yeah. So I went and I was prayed for and then that third time I went back and I told my parents I want to go back to yeah. do uh, my KCP. From that day, for me, I didn't see even my father for around sixteen years, and my mother, after separation, went to another place. He used to come to see me, but we didn't stay with our parents. And when I joined Form One, uh, I call it uh, that uh, high school, my small paradise, because I joined with three thousand out of twenty-eight thousand fees. I was told to go back to to to. Bring money. Imagine three thousand. Mm. The deficit of twenty-five thousand. Ni mm. I told them and I money My stepmother was very disturbed, and she told them that uh, let's go back, go and find some money. Mm. So at that time I was so stubborn. I didn't want. I didn't want to go back because I know the place I was from. So I uh, I told C.C. I said, I'm going to He took me back to the, the, the principal's office. Eight Boy was called and a teacher told him to, to take care of me. And he said, tomorrow come back to my office. Mm-hmm. Then I went to dorm. I went back. I slept. Morning at six, I went to the, the a teacher's office. And I found him, I was called Chamjora, and he, he told me, how many marks did you cut? I told him, 326. And he said, do you, do you want to learn? Why do you want to stay? I want to learn because Mr. kinyumbani he told me, go, go to class. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he called my mother. I, I don't know. When it was uh, the time for holidays, I stay at school. Right. So now my parents are at home wanted me to go back, but I stayed at school. Mm. When I was in from 3, they came to school to look for me. That time I was holding three positions. I was CU Chair Coordinator, I was SDA Chairman, mm. and I was Environmental Secretary at school. What I've learned about life is that life changes every now and then. And if you are not bold enough, you will lose hope. If you are not bold enough to stand with uh, to withstand these challenges of life, you would not make it in life mm-hmm. uh, I had when I was school school of education, we had one of us who uh finally hung himself because of such si- such challenges in life, and I felt bad because mm-hmm. if you have any problem, you share first mm-hmm. before you decide on anything else. Take care of themselves. Re- to remember their homes, where they came from, you know, if you know where you come, where you came from, to after where you
0: you are, you can see far.
2: Catch our next African stories in the next episode.
0: I think one of the very many powers that stories have is that it allows you to understand that what is normal for you is surely not normal just down the road from you. You know what I mean? We're all in the same world, possibly in the same country or even the same county, same hood, same school, same workplace. But our stories are just so different. And I'm so thankful that I came across Noah while I was doing the Legally Clueless tour. And he was so honest about his story. And he's in such a powerful space right now. I really hope that this episode gave you a few tips to help you keep your mental space healthy during these hectic times. If you're a small business owner, I I really do feel for you. It's, it's, A tricky, tricky space, but being the crazy optimist that I am, I'm sure everything will work out in the end. Do remember to join the Legally Clueless tribe. You can find us on Instagram. I promise we're not a cult, even though when I'm saying this, it sounds like we are. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at Legally Clueless Podcast. Once again, like I always say in every single episode, thank you so much for listening to this podcast.